the story of Jesus' life by telling the story of John the Baptist, who would be the one to prepare the way for Jesus and his ministry. John's birth was foretold by an angel to John's father, Zechariah. Hear now from Zechariah as he reflects on his encounter with the angel, who would tell him he was going to have a son. Even though Zechariah and his wife were very old, and had never been able to have children. I remember everything about that day. I'd been serving as a priest before God, and I was chosen to burn incense in the temple. I knew I would be chosen. Even before it happened, I'd felt the fear rising, unnamed, 
in my chest all morning. I can smell the incense even now. Remembering, I can hear the prayers of the worshipers outside like it was yesterday. And a light, a man, but not a man. I've never been more terrified in my life. The angel knew my name. He knew my Elizabeth's name. He told me of our future son. As the angel spoke, I looked down at my hands, old and wrinkled. I remembered my wife's tears on my fingertips the last time I wiped them from her face, praying as I had prayed so many times that God would give us a child, begging Him. I remembered as the angel spoke His promises all the years of her heartbreak, my failure, God's silence. The angel said not only would we have a son, but that our son would be great. That he would lead our people back to God. That he would prepare the path for the one we had waited for. It was too much for my heart to bear to remember how much waiting there had been, how much disappointment. How can I be sure of this? I asked the angel, full of fear. Those were the last words I said until I held him in my arms. My son, my John. John lived his whole life in the same manner that he came into mine. He made a path in the wilderness. He made way for the promised one. In the temple that day, God found me in the wilderness of my doubt, my broken heart, my weary path. And he gave me hope. The glory of the Lord was revealed in my darkness. The heart of God was displayed. The promise of God made true.
Mary, the mother of Jesus, was just a young woman when she heard that God would bring his son into the world through her. Listen now to Mary as she shares her story. When I was just a girl, an angel of God came to me and told me I was highly favored. Just like that, he greeted me and told me God loved me. The next thing he said was, do not be afraid. Many have asked me to tell the story. They want to know about the angels, the star, the shepherds, the wise men. People want to know what it was like to watch my son do miracles, to teach, to touch, to heal, to die, and to rise again. For those that ask for the stories, I gladly tell them. Any mother will tell stories of her son with great joy. I have witnessed the incredible love and amazing power of our God firsthand, and I will tell anyone that asks me all about it. But I especially love when people ask me about the very first part, how the angel said, God loved me, and do not be afraid. That's what I said to myself as I looked Joseph in the eye and told him what God was going to do through me and in me. It is what I repeated to myself on that long ride to Bethlehem and at the door of the inn and laying in the hay of that stable. God loves you, Mary. Do not be afraid. Over and over. It's what I said to myself as I realized more and more who my son was and what his life would be like. It's what I said to myself as I watched him walk away from home the last time, as I heard the rumblings against him in Jerusalem, as I watched him be mocked and tortured. It's what I said in quiet wonder when I heard the good news that he had risen from the dead. There were times it was hard to believe. I wish I could say I never doubted or felt unworthy or afraid again. But it's true of all of us that side of being human. That's why I like to tell this part of the story, because just as much as fear and doubt are true for all of us, the angel's words are also true. Just like Jesus came to me, he comes to you, you who are highly favored. Do not be afraid.
Mary had been pledged to marry Joseph when God told her that she would bring Jesus into the world. When she told Joseph she was with child, Joseph had doubts. An angel spoke to Joseph and told him not to be afraid of marriage to Mary. Listen to Joseph as he shares about his son. My father taught me so many things. He taught me to love the smell of freshly cut wood and the feel of a tool in my hand. He taught me to create things that were useful and beautiful. He taught me the stories of our people, told me proudly that the promised Messiah would come from our own family line. And I was amazed, but removed. I never thought that I would be part of it. Holding my infant son in my arms for the very first time, I looked down into his small face, his tiny body, and I tried to understand. This baby would become a man, and I would be the one to teach him. I would tell him the stories of our people, but I would tell them much differently than before. I was no longer removed in any way. The stories would be about Him. All the stories had always been about Him. I held Him tightly to my chest. He was so small. So much was on those infant shoulders, swaddled and covered in bits of hay. None of it made any sense. When Mary came to feed Him, it was hard to let him go. I did my best. It wasn't perfect. In fact, one day, when Jesus was about 12 years old, Mary and I accidentally left him in Jerusalem. When we realized our mistake, we were frantic. We found him in the temple with the teachers. Mary was the first to speak, but I was the first to spot him. Just the sight of my boy, standing there, no longer a boy, but a young man, stopped me in my tracks. He asked questions that had never occurred to me, and he gave me answers that healed a part of me that had, never, that had been broken for a long time. He was my son, but he was more than that. In fact, I had known who he was, but I didn't understand who he was. He was the old stories. And in fact, he was telling new stories. My son, my all, the Lord of all. Oh. 
shepherds in nearby Judean fields were the first people outside of Jesus' family to know about his birth. Hear now from one shepherd his story of meeting the baby Jesus. When I was just a boy, I used to play a king in the fields. On those days, the rod in my hands turned into a scepter. The camel hair cloak on my back became the finest silk. And those sheep, those stinky sheep, became my people, my adoring subjects. I governed, gave fine speeches, settled disputes. It helped the hours pass. But at the end of the day, I was back to being a shepherd, a little brother, a kid alone with some sheep. Now, not many people want my job, but it isn't all bad. It's hard to explain. But there is something special about caring for a flock. You kind of feel like you would do anything for those sheep after a while. I've fought off bears, climbed out on rocky ledges, helped a newly born lamb come into this world. You get to know them. They get to know you. It's good to be a shepherd, even if it is a little boring. Once, though, I saw something so amazing. I've never seen anything like it since and never will. I, it, it was late one night. I was camped out watching over my sheep, and suddenly I saw the brightest light the brightest light I had ever seen. I would have thought I was dreaming, except that as soon as I saw it, I felt like I had just woken up for the very first time. It was an angel. I fell down as soon as this all happened. I thought I was going to die. But I didn't die. Instead, the angel spoke, and he told me not to be afraid. His voice was full of happiness. He practically laughed the words to me. I bring you good news. He told me the baby had been born, the savior of my people. My heart leapt and the sky erupted. I will never be able to explain what I saw. It was all of heaven, laughing, singing, swirling in worship all around me. I did not think of my sheep. I did not even look back. I went to find this baby, this Savior, this great hope. And when I held him, he wrapped his small fingers around mine. And I looked down at his hands and I recognized them. They were shepherd's hands. A shepherd who would be king.
The entire nation of Israel had been waiting for the Messiah to come. Hear now from Simeon, an aged saint, who God had promised would not die until he had witnessed the Messiah's arrival. I have loved God my whole life. I've studied the law. I've said the prayers. I've believed the promises. I've seen God's people suffer and stray. It has broken my heart. I've called out to Him every day for as long as I can remember to save us, to send a Savior. God told me once, as clearly as I speak to you now, that I would not die until I had seen the Messiah. And so I woke every day expectant. I studied the law, I said the prayers, I believed the promise. Every day, though I did not see him, I looked for him. That morning... I did not wake slowly. My eyes opened, astonishment as though they knew what was about to see. My old knees became new again, and I leapt from my bed. I hurried down the street. All the while, the Spirit was singing in my heart like a song, To the temple, to the temple. Everything in me knew the moment I saw him. It was difficult not to fall to my face on the floor and worship. It was difficult to find words to ask his mother if I could hold him. This small baby was not what I had expected. He was greater than I expected. How like our God to bring salvation to us in this way. I needed nothing else. In him, a promise greater than all the lies. In him, redemption bigger than all of our shame and pain and sorrow. Sovereign Lord, it is as you have promised.
wise men from the east saw a star appear in the night sky after Jesus was born. These men followed the star until they found him. Listen now to one man's story. I am a man of logic. I have always been a man of logic. I've made a sensible life for myself by making logical choices and strategic moves. I learned early on that the only thing a man can count on is himself. The world is unsteady. And one can only steady it by hard work, right answers, and good connections. This way of life worked extremely well for me until I saw that star. Until I saw the thing that made no sense. I tried to make sense of it, believe me. My colleagues and I studied the astrological phenomenon in, many, in depth for many days. We deduced that it could have some connection to Israel's prophets when they spoke of a future king. Finally, able to learn no more, we put away all our calculations and packed for a long journey. We just needed to see where it led us. This was our first departure from logic. We inquired about the star to Herod in Jerusalem, but he appeared to have no knowledge of the star. He asked many questions, and we suspected that he felt threatened by the prophecy, which validated it for us. It was not just a small story then, a grown king was scared. Not just a small baby then, if he could light up the night sky. We continued our journey with growing excitement. We followed and let the light lead. I had never followed anything but myself until that journey. As suddenly as the star had appeared in the sky one night, it just stopped right over a small house. We looked at each other in astonishment. It made no sense for us to kneel down. It was not logical for us to take out the fine gifts we had brought and carry them toward that humble door. Until I saw that child. Then somehow it all made sense. A greater sense than me or my small knowing or small life. I repented, I worshiped, and I returned home a new man. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Who angels greet with anthem sweet while shepherds watch our keeping? Where rocks and ass are feeding Good Christian fearful sinners hear The silent word 
is pleased.